It's Sports Arena, Extreme Rewind, your weekly look into World of Extreme as we look at hardcore, uh, ECW Hardcore TV from episode one all the way to forum on every pay-per-view special and now ECW on TNN in between. You've got myself, Paul, and I'm joined as always by Jay. And this week, Jay isn't going to make any more jokes about Spotify kicking us the hell off the air because we've struggled to record the show and I feel like we're going to be kicked the hell off the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Anchor, we love you. You are, you are. <laughs> You're our best friend, uh, our biggest rival. You're worth the effort. Yeah, I mean, when, when, when you can record on Anchor, it's amazing. When you can't record on Anchor, it's a Tuesday. <laughs> I think it's been an amazing tool. Yes, but sometimes yes. it can be an amazing tool. You know, so yes, Here sometimes it isn't all you know the three dots that you have to type in, it's just the first one. Uh, yeah, three W's, but, have to type in. it's just the first one, so it's W anchor. Um, yeah, but that's good, probably, it's, it's fine. We're, we're all right, we're here, we're, 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 we're a little bit late or a little bit early, depending on how you want to view it. But we're here, yeah. So the pay per view show has been pushed back a week, obviously, people are expecting it. Yes, this week and this show last week, but we're at where we're at, and it's good, and it's going to be worth the wait. And we are on the countdown to Heat Wave two thousand. We are. It's, it's it's heating up. Um, two more shows to go: episode forty-seven of TNN and three hundred and seventy-seven of ECW Hardcore TV. Yes, we come towards the end of the journey. I know it's it's it's. It is sad how little scrolling there has to be to find our episodes now. It is a lot, lot quicker. Yeah. You, even to the fact that when you go down to it, you kind of like double take and you think, is it, is it really this close? Yeah. Yeah. Um, as always, people, if, you, if you've got the network or you find other means, um, watch along. It's always good to go back and catch it. We know there's obviously ways you can do it with the music and stuff, the original music, which is always better. But the network, you know, it's supposed to get the end. They are trying, bless them, with the music. I mean, it's always nice with the um, uh, with the network that you suddenly get a little blast of, of the original music in there somewhere where they've just forgot to dub it. Uh, I've never rocked so hard for Simon Diamond's theme in my life as to when it was slug in there. It was an unexpected treat, wasn't it? And you kind of, it's only when it glimmers that that you kind of think, wow, the music they use is so trash. You kind of forget. But there's also an element of you kind of sometimes forget that this is the, gro- the rubbish that we've been living with. Yeah. Um, and just like, you know, it, 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 is that their song? Is that what they're actually. So, yeah, it's, it, it would be, it would be, you know, those videos you see of like the, um, the, the person who puts on the, the, the glasses for colour blind and finally gets to see colours and bursts out crying. That would be is. us. That would be us if we were just watching ECW with the original theme music. Just so that suddenly, just like all the beauty of the world would come crashing in. There we are. We go home shows. Uh, we're going to kick it off the Friday like we do always. That's ECW on TNN episode. 47, July the 14th, 2000. Show kicks off with Joey and Joe in the ring. Um, we get one of their lovely intros, which we won't go into. Um, <laughs> it's just so this is the one about where he actually is talking about 
like 18 year old tennis players isn't it yeah that's what I thought we wouldn't go into which, which is are. just drastic I mean it's it's it, I, I mean you can hear even that crowd kind of go Ugh. yeah it falls into I was going to say not aged well but it wasn't really cool at the time but yeah so um we get that Ravens music hits, um, thankfully. He gets in the ring with a please don't go chant. He took the mic and said uh, um, So it was it was it was part please go go and then it told him turned into you sold out. Yeah. Which kind of you know tells you everything you need to know, doesn't it? Hmm. The usual uh, the usual send He kind of like took the mic and said he just wanted to say thank you. Tries walking out before Cyrus and Scotty Anton come out. Cyrus is angry, cuts a promo. Um, basically, then he basically cut a promo saying about Raven on the network and all this. And it kind of made no sense to me because Raven's not leaving the network. No, and that's something he kind of twigs to. On hardcore Somewhere TV, didn't he? down the line. I think hardcore TV, like... I think he backtracked. But I thought about it like here. Then I clicked kind of almost straight away a bit. And I thought you could turn this into like a, a heelish celebration where you're almost celebrating with Raven and Raven's just sort of like, fuck you kind of thing. Rather than just saying, how could you turn your back on the network? When the truth is, he's actually going to another show on the network. So you yes. could have gone, oh, you're the first of many. Um, can't wait to say you're in the big lights of Raw. Or just, you know, something super heel. When his his kind of promo wasn't like a baby face. It was a bit more pro ECW than he has come across. Yeah, you know, you say goodbye, but we're going to see you everywhere now because you're going to be on the show that we actually push. Yeah, we're um, going to make you a star, Scotty. You know what I mean? It could have been anything. You know, I can't wait till you see what you do in a prime time slot. Yeah, just I, I was talking to Vince and he's excited to get, you know, just he could have done anything. You know? Yeah, just one of the many things that we're looking to take from this company and put it into the next one. Yeah, you yeah, could have done anything. Steady, um, yeah, but Steady was kind of almost shooting like he was annoyed for leaving the network, which was silly. Um, he did come up with my favourite line, though, because he's sitting there. I, and, you know, we're into shoot territory because he's, you know, he's Scotty. Yeah. Uh, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And he says, you know, and you're, you're meant to be this, like, you get all this respect for being this, like, edgy, cutting-edge gimmick. But we all know you stole it from the jackal. And that, that <laughs> made me laugh. Um, Raven takes out... Scotty with a DDT was about to DDT Cyrus. Well, he takes out Scotty. He was about to take out Cyrus with a DDT. Or even flow, depending where you're at. Rhino came out, jumped him. Um, so he jumped over one gore, didn't he? And then he got caught with the second yeah. one and get put through the table. Sandman came running out of a cane and then um, came the shit out of Rhino. Yeah. Then Scotty. Had a sharpshooter on Raven on the outside. Laurie Billington jumped in and was beating up Cyrus. Yeah, it was a, it was a fairly solid 
sort of beginning. Then we jump to the back with RVD promo. So uh, with this, my my thing on that though. So you know, it was fine. Again, yeah. again, I feel that you missed the opportunity you had, possibly for a minute that you had in the same ring, the Sandman, Raven, yeah. and Sandman's wife. Now, you could have quite happily, at that point, had Raven not get beaten up and, and you know, into the, the, the clap on the outside. You could have had Sandman make the save. You could have had a moment between the three of them. Full circle, coming back to one of the most interesting and exciting storylines, one of the most famous storylines ECW has ever had. Sandman, Raven, and the Raven. Sandman's wife, and it would have just been a moment, but yeah, you no. didn't get it. So that's twice the Sandman and the Ray and Raven have been in the, you know, and, and that's the unresolved bit. That's the unresolved feud for, for Raven. That's the unresolved anger. That's the only one they've never really kind of justified and, and moved past. I've seen him hug Tommy Dreamer, but many times now. Um, that one, that one still, and and you know, you've got Sandman coming out and making the save, you've got Laurie Flinton making the save. There could have been a second there, and all it needed to do was, you know, sat Laurie Flinton standing in front of Sandman, Raven like in the corner, Laurie Flinton standing in front of Sandman, Laurie does the Raven punch, Sandman puts the cane up, some sort of, you know, nod to the history. And I, I felt cheated. Yeah, no, uh, agree. Like it's just another one. Yeah, but it just it just sums up the whole run, really. Yes. Um, yeah. I'll money, be money out of the back. This is the one that I think I alluded to the other week. I remember him doing this. It's where he announces that he have a new move. The pay per view, and that's the Van Terminator. Yeah. Um, Bill Alfonso did his best to fuck it up straight away and start it out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, we got the announcement of the, the Van Terminator could be coming to the heat wave. So that was big. Uh, Gary the Pitbull Wolf, that's his full title now, doing a promo <laughs> at the back, talking about being back before. The meanie re-debuts as the blue boy, comes out with um, Jasmine St. Clair from the toilets and proceeds to make fun of um, Gary the Pitbull Wolf. Saying body shapes, yeah. Yeah, he actually body shames him, says he looks fat and all this. And um, a decent sort of debut for um, the blue boy, to be fair. Um. So, so Gary Wolf's promos have not improved in his time. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, you know, right, right, you beat me, but it showed me that I'm back to my best. How, how did losing to him show that you're back to your best? I thought that, um, and in some perverse way, I got off on it. I'm not sure that's what you want to admit. Um, and then you know, the, the, but the blue boy stuff I thought was great. I mean, it was a little over, you know, overdone, but 
it's very apparent. It's a very good reference to the fact that he has lost a shit ton of weight. He is definitely, definitely in a far better um, uh, physique and, and diet than, than who he used to with the Um yeah. So him being like a, a, a body positive and therefore body shaming Gary Wolf was, was funny. Um, but yeah, it was... Um, it really kind of made sure you understand that this is not a blue moon. Yeah, I suppose it'll work. Um, we then cut to the ring. We've got the first match. Um, Yoshihiro Tajiri versus Mikey Whitbrick. Um, I don't know if this is their first meeting. Probably not, but it feels like the first time in a long time. And um, Jesus, what a match between these two. Absolutely. I mean, these two, like, um, obviously we know they, they they go on to be a tag team. I mean, it's not really Very much soon. a secret. Exactly. It's not really a secret, you know, all these years in the future. But, um, yeah, well, wow, these guys have amazing chemistry. I mean, it just feels a proper little hidden treasure, these two sort of getting on on this episode. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it, it was... A stunning uh, match, really, really yeah, good. Match. Yeah, definitely um, worth checking out. And obviously, no surprise to Jiri picked up the win, and I think that's the right person to pick up the win because obviously he's got a constant role. When Mikey's just sort of, a, I want to say a bit part, but he's just popping in now. He's got no streak either way going. Yeah, it doesn't so, hurt him. Doesn't yeah, hurt him. exactly. It doesn't hurt. Doesn't move him forward really. So it's the right result for the Jiri to pick up the win. Um, out the back, Francine asking fans if they want to see something extreme and hardcore. Just incredible. Then said the same things and said that he's going to walk away the world champion heat wave, and we're going to see something extreme and hardcore. Yeah, um, and I wondered whether that was his black eye and slurred speech from obviously being fucked up. Yep, fucked up as in hurt. Yeah, of course. Uh, uh, so I know the reputation that some of the locals have had. So. Simon and Swingot make their way to the ring, grab the mic and say they have a problem. They aren't a comedy act. CW um, is with them, said get rid of the comedy and beat the crap out of all of his followers, like the Musketeer and and all them. Um, yeah. Mitch, a bit, yeah, and there was sort of a pause and then Diamond and Swinger helped. Um, CW then grabbed the mic and asked if anyone's worthy of a team with Anderson. And you kind of sat there and thought, they're hardly like, um, is everyone worthy of taking on a team with an Anderson come out? And you just kind of sat there and thought, you've got a job to most people, but I understand there's a rebuild going on. Also, you, you, you technically are still in a tag team, as we will see yeah. in the next show. Yeah. So um, that happens. It brings that door in a roadkill. They run out and brawl. They're taken out. Beautiful Bobby Eaton then comes out. It's fair enough. Um, takes out Diamond Swinger. He's hesitant on fighting. Hesitant on fighting CW because obviously he's got history with Arn. There's a whole like Anderson thing. Um, CW doesn't care, so CW hits him. Uh, so they brawl. To be fair, it's a pretty fun segment. I said it. I feel like it moved Simon and Swinger forwards. It helped elevate Anderson a bit because obviously he's been a bit like meh. So, I mean, it was, it was fine. I mean, it's it's the night after the last pay-per-view where Simon Diamond's 
been doing this whole I'm not a comedy act thing. Yeah. So it's taken him about three months to the point where he actually ditches the comedy act element of the comedy act. So um, it, it's been a slow burn, um, but it is nice that there is progress with it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, you know, it, it, it's good to see it move. It's good to see it come together. Don't really understand what they're doing with CW. Um, but they're doing something with him, so that's good. He's got more mic time in the last two weeks than he's had in the last however long. Um, but he's their booking is inconsistent, and therefore, his, his what he's doing is inconsistent. That's the bit to continue to watch. Agreed. Um, next up, we see Lynn and Carino walking to the ring, obviously, separately. Get ready to announce their partners for the dream partner match. Uh, Rhino comes running out and double teams Lynn. Um, so basically, Carino's dream partner is Rhino. They're beating the crap out of Lynn. Lynn struggles to the corner and grabs a beer can and opens it up, which is basically like a bat signal for the Sandman. Sandman comes out and gets absolutely murdered by Rhino. Yeah. I, I mean, surely at some point you have to give him some sort of heat back. And I don't mean just, you know, he runs out and canes him and then that's the end of it. Um, I mean, Rhino's about 95 wins up here at this point, I think. And I know that, you know, the way things work is the last one he gets the victory wins. But um, no, it's just, I, I, don't, I, I don't know why you would at this point pull the Sandman out. Um, because he's not done it any other time. Yeah. But, um, yeah, just, just thought it was kind of weird. So we had the match, basically. So Jerry Lynn and Sandman versus Rhino and Carino. Uh, There's a solid brawl around the arena. Uh, the end of the match comes when Spike basically runs out and him and the Sandman hit a 3D to Rhino. And, um, yeah, Sandman gets to pit and Sandman and Jerry Lynn defeat Rhino and Steve Carino. Yeah, which I, yeah, which I, I feel is a good, good way of doing it. Getting Spike in, I, mean, I still get worried. Obviously, they're bringing Spike back a little early for whatever reason, but it's working and um, it helped the Sandman get a bit, and um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure what they're looking to do with Spike, but again, we'll wait and see. Yeah, it's just kind of weird because it's such a. Um, such a weird position at the moment because I know the originals are the originals, but they're getting really treated like this this massive old guard thing. And I feel like age-wise, I don't think any of them are really crazy old at this point. No. But I mean, getting... it's, it's bump blocks, isn't it? Yeah, but they're all getting treated like they're some sort of almost like, you know, sort of 55-year-olds guys trying to get like a Bobby Eaton or something you know he probably wasn't that old but you know they get treated like it's this weird sort of thing they're doing but um, it was good to see Sam and finally get a win we get a pay-per-view hype package and the show ends which takes us to the next night which is the eve of the pay-per-view um, Hardcore TV episode 377 July 15th 2000 um 
Joey welcomes everyone and talks about the pay-per-view main event and the rest of the card. So we get all that. Cyrus then talks about Raven leaving uh, the show, but not the network, which is, again, what we said, the promo that should have happened. Yeah. So obviously they thought about what he said. and Suddenly twigged. Yeah, and says he'll face Rhino tonight. Rhino said that um, all Raven has to do is kick his ass and win the one belt that he hasn't won. So he's basically, Raven's now got the same story that Sandman's got the story with him. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, not a good promo from Rhino. Rhino's a man of few words anyway, uh, but this was not a good promo. It's just like, come on, kick my ass, come on, kick my ass, come on, kick my ass, come on. Just, yeah, didn't really work. So that's good. Um, so we get the intro. We get the Francine and Justin incredible promo from TNN. Simon's in the ring, grabs the mic and runs down the rest of his um, followers. We then get um, Johnny Swimmer and Simon Diamond versus the Prodigies. Yeah. Prodigy and Prodigy. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, do you know what? Obviously, if I didn't have the results in front of me and ECW, I honestly could have seen the Prodigy's winning this just for shits and giggles. It, it would be very ECW booking, wouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like Swinger and Diamond either absolutely destroyed them in seconds or they sort of took away from this. And the fact it was a somewhat competitive match, yes, I, I felt like it took away from these lot being sort of like clowns and followers and all that. Because they did sort of thing where they're only a notch lower than you and actually are useful to having a stable kind of yeah you know. absolutely so yeah that happens so Simon Diamond and Swinger won that we didn't get Mikey and Sinister Minister on a flaming boat in the car park hyping up the pay-per-view I mean it was it was bizarre but it was great um, I, I I was expecting them to burst into song at some point. Um, yeah, so I, I feel like they're there and I feel like they're in a good position. I just feel like I need a bit more behind them. Obviously, I do get it soon with the tag team thing, but they're just sort of in this unnecessary I mean, it, back burner situation. Uh, yeah, it's just this really weird kind of, you know, word association. What's What crap is in the ECW parking lot that we can use and set a light to and, you know, if, if we can have Johnny Cash in the background, you know, I fell into a burning ring fire, then all good. But if we don't, then we don't. It's just odd. Yeah, but it was, again, it's a more just pay-per-view hype. Um, Salmon and Rhino, confrontation from TNN. We saw that. Uh, we had FBI, all three members out the back, running down their match for tonight. Well, obviously, they basically say you're going to take on all three of the FBI. So it's sort of like a unofficial official announcement because they're still not completely sold on it. So what um, I loved was it was um, you could see kind of uh, little Guido do a little bit of a, you know, a back take almost when he said about you know, all three members of the FBI and then as he kind of went on he kind of alright kind of allowed it. You could see he's not there yet but he's, he's, he's warming to the idea of this kind um, of thing. A match that really confused me. C.W. Anderson against Kid Cash. The match is fine. Great match. I just found it really weird to end 
Kids Cash winning streak on a hardcore TV go home show. Yeah. I mean, it, it shouldn't matter. I mean, you shouldn't really need a winning streak anyway, but they've made such a deal about it every week that for them just to throw it away to someone he isn't even really feuding with. No. He just suddenly loses to C.W. Anderson, who's not even a singles wrestler at this point, really. He's no, and not, wrestler not in a positioned marriage. as a singles wrestler either because he's, he's down with Electra yeah. because he's still part of Dangerous Alliance. Whilst wrestling in a singles match to build up a feud with, the, with Diamond and Swinger. Yeah, and um, yeah, he picks up a win over Kid Cash, which in itself isn't a bad thing and deserved, etc., etc. But in the whole surroundings of it, makes absolutely zero sense. Absolutely. Because this this could have been a one-on-one match at the pay-per-view, and you know you could have done a, a reason to hype it, and you're just sort of really throwing it away on you know the the lesser show for no reason. Yeah, and it's it's just this very weird thing of um, you you've used whatever you put into Kid Cash to, to get over with CW. But why invest all that in Kid Cash if it's just going to be cashed in for someone else? Yeah. Um, I mean, and, just... in, and I say this, you know, loving CW Anderson and what he goes on to do. But if it's going to be for someone else, why at this point is it CW Anderson? Why, what's suddenly happened that he's, he's the main? He's the breakout of the new Dangerous Alliance and he's off doing things. Yeah, so that I thought that was strange. Um, we get the Blue Boy toilet promo from TNN with Pitbull. We then get the six-person match, Chetty, Nova and Chili Willy versus the FBI. Um, <sighs> again, like, you know, in a whole, like, is what it is, but I don't necessarily agree. I think the FBI should have won this. Yeah. It just didn't, just I, didn't I hold. Think... It's their first match as a six-person. It would have been an easy way for uh, even, like, say, you know, Marmaluke to pick up the win and sort of Guido to almost, like, nod or something. It just felt like an... It, you've got a legit team versus other people teaming up who have never teamed up before as a free. Yeah. And you can have... Chili Willie take the bin. It doesn't hurt him. What's the issue? Yeah, it just seemed... Um, I mean, the match itself overall was fine. It's not a knock on that. I just was surprised of the outcome. But, um, yeah, Chetty Nove and Chili Willie did um, get the win here. We did you notice the... that Chili Willie had a surname for a minute? What, Willie? He was, he was introduced as Chili Willie Jones by um, oh. Joey Styles for a minute. No, I didn't. We're going to be chilly, willy, willy. Um, yeah, so they won. We get the RVD promo, talking about the new movies. You get a debut at the pay-per-view. Makes sense to throw it as one of the last things you see. So season one before the pay-per-view. And then we got the ECW TV title match. Rhino taking on Raven. Um, again, this is one of those weird ones because the match itself was actually um, really good. Coincidentally, it's nowhere near as good as the match they had in WWE. So I think WWE did one of the best hardcore title matches. But my point with that is it shows... Is that the one that's supposed to reward? Um, no, that's the one with the shopping cart. We went through a gore. And, oh, Rhino yeah, yeah. Kind of, and, and Raven jumped over and Rhino went to shopping cart. And then 
everyone's like, Rhino, uh, Raven, this is your chance. And he sort of just grabbed weapons and just started like hammering him for fucking, for fun, fight for his life. It was good. Um, in comparison to storytelling with ECW wrestlers, which the Fed weren't always great with. But, um, yeah, so that happened. But my thing is, it just kind of shows, again, they've been so caught up in this forever looping Sandman feud that Rhino could have had a great feud with Raven. Anyone could have had a great feud with Raven. And it kind of made you really sit there and think about Raven's, you know, second run in ECW and what actually is the standouts for any of it. Um, um, but we'll get to that in a second. But, um, yeah, Rhino, obviously, not surprisingly, did pick up the win here and retained. Yes. But what did you think about this? And obviously, as soon as we've done this, we'll, we'll talk about what you thought about Raven's you know, second run in ECW. The second coming. Um, I, I mean, it, Raven did what his job was, which was, you know, go out of his back. Um, I, I think he had a good match with Rhino. I don't know if it had anything to Rhino. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that, you know, there's always an element of doubt with, um, with, uh, ECW, uh, given the fact that you know Dudley's lost uh, won the belt on their last night, and um, Wilson's turned up on other shows with the tag tie with with the heavyweight champion and Taz and blah blah blah. Um, but to make such a big thing of the fact that he's leaving and then putting him in a, a, a title match kind of suggests to a lot of people that you know. Don't get too invested. You know exactly how this is going to end. Um, uh, so I think that you know he could have been in a different match there that would have been a little bit more intrigue to the outcome. Um, but no, I, I, you know it was a good match. It was an all right match um, overall. Um, uh, Raven's second coming is an interesting one. I think timing-wise. Um, his debut was incredible. Um, you know, made ECW on TNN and well, something that we had to watch. It was because obviously, from from our personal standpoint, we we wanted to just generally focus on hardcore TV because that's what we had done. But um, yeah, from the first week him returning, obviously, as the Dudley Boys were departing, winning the titles of Dreamer, you you couldn't have timed it better and opened up this whole massive years of story and will it won't they and it just but then weeks on afterwards I felt like he very much just appeared for the last like 10 seconds of the match came out DDT victory disappeared and it was fine for a while but then he didn't really have like that promo you know he didn't really have that interaction yeah I don't know what, what, what do you think I, I think that I think that ECW needed to get over punishing people who came back. It feels always as if if you come from somewhere else, then you kind of have to be put through the ring. And whatever reason that may have been, I think it cost them a lot of views and a lot of money and a lot of good matches by you know, putting him in very weird positions. I think that you know, giving Tommy Dreamer a year to heal up by him doing 
odd tag team matches with Raven. You know, I could see the benefit of that. Um, but, you know, the end of that was really disappointing from where yeah. they've been. Um, you know, he's had some great matches in regards to what he did with Mike Wilson, what he did with um, the Impact players, what he did with Justin Federal alone, what he just done there with Ryven that we've seen, uh, uh, Brian Rowe that we've seen. Um, but in regards to great moments, I, I think it's that first ECW on TNN. I think that's probably the main one. Um, yeah, I think he sort of he came in, he came in like sort of hot, and it just sort of it dwindled from there. I mean, he was never around the world title scene, and you know, regardless of what anything. Even while Dreamer was sort of, you know, off getting his shit together, he would have been a good four or five week feud, even pay per view feud for Just Incredible. Because he had all the ability. He, him and Dreamer obviously never picked up a feud again. Him and Sandman could have yep. either formed a tag team or, like you said, had that feud and rekindled that. Or just a moment. Yeah. Yeah. You could have literally just had one comment and that whole flame would have gone up again. And um, it's a shame because. Even just as a backstage mouthpiece, it could have been fantastic. But like you said, it does feel like anyone that comes back, there's a massive grudge. Um, almost stemming back to like early Sabu days, I guess. It's always sort of been a thing. But yeah, it just I, I feel like it affected a lot and unnecessarily. I mean, bring this person back, he would have, I imagine, been on decent money and just didn't really ever utilise him. Yeah, I mean, That's you know, shame. so I mean, the, the, the rumours always were that the, the terms and conditions of Raven's WCW release from the whole, um, you know, if anyone wants to leave, there's the door, booking, yeah. promo meeting. Um, you know, it was that he could go anywhere, he just can't work for WWE. Um, yeah. So they know they have him for like a year. Um, so if that's where you are and that's what's going, then then you know that's that's the business, isn't it? They, you know, let's let's do some stuff. Let's make some money. Let's you know, how do you want to grow the character out? What can we do? Um, rather than just this weird sort of after. Even in like a, a weird way, um, Diamond's cronies would have been better suited as a poor man's flock type. Yeah. And you could have had a chance for him and just, you know, not really understood what was going on, but he still just comes out of them and he's just like, oh, no, this is a new flock. And he's there with like a musketeer and a butler and it makes no sense, but he's just trying to you know, get it over and they sort of, they, they do wrestle or whatever. And yeah, I think it would be more beneficial for them as well in that sense. But um, yeah, it's a shame. And at the end, they were just rushing feuds through to try and get, to give proper people like Scotty. And then obviously Rhino, everyone, just the rub, just incredible. Anyone they knew was leaving, they're just like, oh, if we drop him out every week, and he's giving everyone the rub. Everyone's got a victory over Raven. But yeah, um, yeah he's off to... Um, 
debut and helped Taz defeat Jerry Lawler. Which is a beautiful callback in many ways. Yeah, which is his, um, his, his WWE debut. And that's coming up. A strap match, I think it was. Um, what was your match of the week? Jumping around all over the place. Um, right back to the beginning. Uh, Mikey with breakfast versus Tajiri, I thought, was just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's just it's the choice. I mean, hundred percent agree. It's it's a real match, and um, yeah, great has to be match of the week. I mean, obviously there was a chapel raven, but yeah, it was it was yeah. The raven one was like subjective. It was it was really good, but it was it was kind of hard because I don't know. You just sort of knew, yeah. You know, it was going to be like a rhino sort of showcase more so and keep that going so it was harder um yeah basically get involved with the chat underscore sports arena next week's pay-per-view week heatwaves will be throwing up some bits to get your memories on that i'm sure there's gonna be a lot of xpw talk because that's gonna be a thing so we're gonna try and find out bits that were going over there and check out a bit of fed talk and obviously deep dive into the pay-per-view as much as we can obviously keep tagging us in those custom figures um, any ECW merch that's going on at the moment, favourite bits, gets always involved in the chat articles again. We love all of it. So um, thank you for ongoing support. And that's it from me. And, um, Do you yeah. want me to, to run down the card before we we go? It's built my heart. Everyone... It's a beautiful speech. Yeah, of course. That was, it, was, it was stunning. And we'll finish yeah. it with, uh, with the card, what we're expecting at ECW Heatway 2000. And we're expecting the main event to be Expecting as if it's not a show that's happened 22 years ago. Um, so the main event is Just Incredible with Francine versus Tommy Dreamer with Jazz and George. Um, we're going to have RVD and Scotty Anton. We're going to have the Sandman and Rhino for the, the, two, the, the TV championship. We're going to have a four-way dance of Little Guido, Returning Psychosis, Mikey Whitbreck and Chaziri. Uh, we're going to have um, the Baldies versus Chetty and Nova. We're going to have the yeah. classic Joe Lynn versus Steve Carino. Um, and we are going to have the newly formed trio of Diamond, Swinger and Anderson against Thorin, Wojtyl and Cash. Uh, and then Bulls Mahoney is coming back for his revenge against Sally Ratzinger. I like it. Do you think... Um... That was meant to be Bobby Eason. It just didn't work out. Um, it all just seems a bit bizarre. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it makes sense in the sense that you know that's who he's just beaten at, uh, on on um, hardcore TV. But yeah, unless they're building to that down the line, maybe. I mean, <coughs> maybe that's one they're looking to do. At a later date. True. Um, we will find out as we, as we continue to get there. Oh. But that is coming next week. Uh, and until then, just like Mr. Rob Van Dam himself, that's the whole fucking show. You want to be hardcore, you want to be extreme, then you got to be like the Sandman and listen to the podcast called Extreme Rewind. <laughs>